Hello and welcome to Today in Space. I am your space science podcast host from the East Coast, Alex G. Orfanos, and it is the end of 2022. So this week, we're going to review everything we can here uh, from the past year, both from the podcast, from what happened in space, and also what we expect to see from the podcast and in space in 2023. So thank you for joining us. We're recording this here on December 30th. It is right before the end of the new year here on planet Earth. and We've got a few things to cover, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Manscaped, Estes Rockets, and of course, as always, our AG3D Printing Lab, where we bring ideas into reality with 3D printing. So let's start the show. Thanks for joining us. All right, so let's dive right in. So for the 2022 podcast review, we're going to talk about the top episodes from this year. So this year was very exciting in space, and there were a lot of topics that we talked about in the beginning of the year. We interviewed a lot of people this year, people in science who uh, we will talk a little bit later at the end of this segment, but there was a lot of excitement and some very interesting peaks throughout the year, and I'm sure they will come to no surprise as to what the most popular ones were this year, so let's get into it. Starting in June, the James Webb Space Telescope had just started to reveal its first images, and without a doubt, that has been one of the most popular things from this year. People love what James Webb Space Telescope has shown us about the universe. We're still constantly getting a almost gradual feed from JWST and the NASA team and the European Space Agency team. So many people were involved. This was truly an international effort. They unfolded a spacecraft completely in space on its own. It had all these procedures it had to do, and it did all of them perfectly. Even had a micrometeoroid impact, but the telescope was built for such an environment, and so it's still doing some great work. We're seeing what the infrared spectrum can show us. Uh, and and really the amazing sensors that are aboard James w, uh, JWST. And it's no surprise that we had two spikes, the biggest spikes for the podcast and, and the popularity of the episode in that end of June time frame, and that was because JWST had just started to show us what was going on. Our next peak for the year actually happened when we were down in Florida, which was very cool to see that, you know, one of the things that we want to do definitely more in the coming years and it's it's what helps supporting us it's what supporting us helps us do which is to actually go see rocket launches you know i'm an aerospace engineer at heart you know the hardware the stuff that brings us to space that makes space possible those are the things that we're really excited about and you know i think uh, most people are i mean what what spacex's technology is doing what what the technology that's coming out from all of these companies and organizations like nasa and like all of this stuff is super cool and being there in person there's just a there's a vibe there's is something really exciting and so it's awesome to see that really uh two of our major peaks were around the Artemis 1 double scrub launch period when we were in Florida in August and September uh obviously it was a bummer and I did catch covid on the way back from that trip to Florida but met some great people it was just such a great moment it's like there's such an excitement when you're there in person, and I highly recommend that in 2023 you get out there and check out one of these launches. Obviously, Florida will be packed with these things, and the Space Coast is used to that, so there's so much to see while you're down there. And I, and we've got some advice in those episodes in uh, August and September 
on what we found out when we were going there, because this was the first time we did this without the amazing opportunity that uh, the NASA Social gives you to watch a rocket launch, which is where I watched my first rocket launch. It was a Falcon 9. And uh, I was able to see a night launch the last time I was there. So that was really cool. I was able to put out a lot of content because I was there and I had the time and, and I want to do more of that. So uh, definitely look for that. And thank you for making that one of the most popular things. Thanks for following us while we went on that adventure. We're looking forward to doing more. And then finally, the biggest peak, one of the biggest peaks of the year was when Artemis one was around the moon around Thanksgiving time when people had time off and, and were able to start seeing the first moon mission in, in a lot of our lifetimes with human-rated spacecraft. And, you know, that mission has returned, and, and, and we've done a ton of coverage on that mission, and especially the time around the moon. We have a two-parter uh, on YouTube, and, of course, at the episode, if you're watching on any of the podcast apps, uh, the, we really went into a lot of the science that's there. So if you're looking to figure out, like, what did we do around the moon? Great, we went to the moon, we came back, but what did we do? Why were we there? Those episodes are great for answering part of those questions for you. So check those out. This podcast is brought to you by Estes Rockets. If you're looking to get a rocket for yourself uh, or anyone else in your life, especially if you have a young one and you're trying to get them into something cool or maybe they have an interest in science, Estes Rockets is a great place to have something where you can bond and enjoy the, the joys of rocket science in your own backyard or or wherever you live where you're able to launch rockets. So you can use our code IN underscore Alex to get 10% off at EstesRockets.com. It's going to help you get rockets. It's not going to include sales and it's not going to include engines, but it will include everything else in the store. So go into EstesRockets.com, use our code word IN underscore Alex, get 10% off things in the store. And maybe you're not looking for the, the Falcon 9 rocket. I mean, look, we, we have here we picked this up a little while ago here. This is the commemorative edition of the Saturn V rocket, which obviously is coming in real handy as we're experiencing, we're talking about this episode, the moon mission, Artemis One. The Apollo program was obviously uh, a big thing, and this one is actually the Apollo 11 commemorative edition, which is really cool. But IN underscore Alex, get 10% off at Estes Rockets and uh, get something good for yourself, someone that you love uh, for the holidays. And that's it, folks. Thank you, Estes Rockets, for your support and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's get back to the show. We also had our Spotify unwrapped. And one of the interesting things that we got was, you know, who are the space people in today in space? Who are you? What kind of fans are you that, uh, that you're listening to on Spotify? Spotify actually gave uh, us... a uh, a version of that in our unwrapped and uh it's enthusiasts you guys were the ones that came out on spotify if you're listening to us on you know if you're listening to today in space you guys are the mega fans so thank you uh we we do have some things that we could start doing on spotify that i have to figure out and not break our feed so, so uh i have to get in touch with those folks and figure it out but um, there's a chance we may be able to get the video up on Spotify at the same time. So you mega fans, uh, we've got some good stuff coming for you in 2023. Look forward to that. And, you know, it's, it's really, it's talking about video. It's crazy to see like how much things have changed in, in the lifetime of this podcast. This podcast started as all audio only for years. And it wasn't until I kind of got the courage up to do a YouTube channel that I 
you know, as I started to take the podcast a little bit more seriously, you know, we, we hadn't been using video and that's a whole nother thing. You know, before I used to just be able to set up a microphone and record whenever. Now, you know, we have, we set up the, the corner of our studio here for, for our little spaceship here for today in space. And that has been actually a great learning opportunity for me and a growth opportunity for me. I've, I've gotten better at what I'm doing and that's kind of the theme for 2023. But uh, the point I'm saying is that, you know, in this last year in 2022, this was a big year for us actually focusing on YouTube, making clips, you know, constant clips and full episodes, even full audio episodes, which are getting traction uh, on YouTube as well. So, you know, if you guys follow us on YouTube, our subscriber base is growing. We're almost at 400 subscribe uh, subscribers, and that's amazing. So thank you for all those subscriptions. Thanks for following us, and uh, we would love to hit 1K in 2023. So that's what we're working towards. Um, and at the same time, social media for us really took off in 2022. I think during the pandemic, I really started focusing. I also uh, had been laid off at the time. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I had some more time to focus on the podcast, followed people like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and, you know, a bunch of the people that he interviewed on on his podcast to like figure out, okay, what's the game of content? How, how can we make this even more serious and, and more real and reach more people? You know, that's, you know, I feel like we've been we've been doing a good job here and a lot of it is just me learning how to get this out on the internet and social media has been a great way to do that there are also tons of space content influencers that are on Instagram and TikTok and it's been great like following everybody and and seeing what they're doing and and cheering them on when they do really really well and I've learned a lot from them uh, most of them are younger than me they know the internet and the social game a lot better than I did so it's cool to learn that and to follow those folks, I mean, Instagram took off reels. We've been hitting 10,000 on some of these 10,000 views on some of these reels and um, starting to get a stride into, you know, this podcast is long form content, right? So I really had to learn how to micro uh, version this content. And it's good because it. I want you to come here if you're looking for the long form content. But we're also, it's literally called Today in Space. So I want there to be uh, a little bit of something every day. And so it's a different thing. It's it's ju- I'm sure it's just like working out different muscles for, for different things that you like, right? Like the long form content is one muscle. The short form content is a completely different muscle. And especially as an engineer and a scientist that I can get kind of bogged down on the details. The cool thing about those two is it, it lets me be detail oriented when I want to be. But realize that it's just two different things you know sometimes it's time to switch into creative mode and sometimes it's you know detail mode and learning how to do that on the internet and online uh, has been a great I'm actually really starting to enjoy learning that uh, and and seeing some progress so that's really cool it's also like a giant social is like a giant laboratory where we can run tests and research and see what works and 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 you know follow whatever, you know, create and love creating, not start to hate it at a certain point, right? But basically, it's, you know, let's let's get this going and let's have some fun with it, just like we do with our 3D printing lab. You know, it's it's not so much about the making money of it as it is the creative process of it and having a lot of fun doing that. Now we're trying to find the balance of those two uh, so we can one day make this a full-time gig. So, I've learned a lot this year. I'm looking forward to learning more. Um, TikTok is over a thousand followers, so we can go live there. 
So I think on TikTok, we're going to do probably more 3D printing content in 2023. And we're going to share, um, you know, literally you'll get a feed of our 3D printing lab and, and things that are 3D printing. Uh, it's it's definitely popular in TikTok. And I think it's a great place for us to do it. Of course, YouTube Live is also going to be something we're going to be doing more of. I think YouTube Live, YouTube and Facebook is probably where we're going to do most of our live stuff. If you're on any other platform and you'd like us to go live there, if you're looking for that, let us know. But uh, yeah, it's been an amazing year of growth for the podcast. We had two sponsors for the podcast, Manscaped and Estes Rockets. That has been amazing. And we really appreciate the support. And it's it's helped us learn another aspect of the business of being in communicating science, right? So uh, we kind of broke the glass ceiling of of this podcast with that. And now it's it's like, you know, it's, it's not just Earth, right? It's the universe. There's so much more to learn now. Uh, but that's exciting, and we're looking to grow that, and we appreciate those sponsorships and uh, those partnerships that we have. And if you are looking for anything, because the reason we're getting advertising is for things that are relevant to you. And if it doesn't work, we'll stop that partnership. So it, what I'd love to know from you, especially early on here, is what are you guys looking for? What kind of partnership, what kind of sponsors do you think we should have here in the podcast? We love that would help us out because it's about providing value, right? Um, if we're going to run advertisements on a science podcast, then I want it to be relevant to you as the person listening. So let us know what you're interested in. We'd love to hear from you more. Feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Today in Space Pod. We're on Twitter at Today in Space Pod. On TikTok, we're Today in Space. Facebook, Today in Space Podcast page. So check us out there. Let us know. You can always email us at at gmail.com. And of course, you can comment on YouTube and follow up with us wherever you find us. So thank you for all your support this year. And we hope you have a great 2023 with lots of progress and lots of success in what you're working towards, including good health. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, we have the best tools to offer for either yourself or if you're buying a gift for somebody else, Manscaped has everything that you need, whether it's getting the Platinum Package 4.0, it has loads of little presents, perfect for stocking stuffers. What's better than the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Manscaped offers a handful of their liquid formulation, shampoos, body washes, upstairs and downstairs deodorant, gels, exfoliants, absolutely everything that they could need to keep it clean. And again, one of the things we love about Manscaped is that it makes manscaping and men's hygiene so much simpler. I mean, you can just check right here. My beard had gotten pretty crazy. I uh, had been sick. Had been, the holidays just let it grow, and it got pretty wild. But I was able to tame the beast with the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. Not only do they give you the tools that you need, they help make the experience of men's grooming easier and simpler so that you don't have to overthink it. You can just grab your gear and go. But there's also things like the Shears 2.0 if you're looking for a full kit for nail care with scissors, clippers, tweezers, and a file for the traveling man. There is the new Persevere Cologne, which is brings a light, breezy, woodsy feel and gives that fresh tree scent even after the holidays are over. They also have come out with their body buffer, which if you're still using a loofah that holds all that bacteria, gross! 
you can throw that out and get this new body scrubber, the body buffer, that feels smoother and acts tougher. And then of course, like we talked about before, the Lawnmower 4.0 is my go-to. It is the electric razor with advanced skin-safe technology. It's a life changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts. Manscaped is here to make holiday shopping a blast by giving products that they'll love and make them laugh at the same time. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPACE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code SPACE and Manscaped is the perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. So thank you, Manscaped, for being a sponsor. Really appreciate the partnership we have with them and makes a great gift for the man in your life. Might even be you. (laughs) It's okay to take care of yourself. So manscaped.com, 20% off free worldwide shipping, co-word space. Let's get back to the show. We also have to thank our people of science. The class of 2022, we had five individuals that we spoke to, human beings who are working in STEM in some capacity, part of their work day, their work day is surrounding STEM in some capacity. We had Jenna Bryant of Embedded Ventures, Steve Good of Ramon.Space, Jane Davies, who got her master's in science and digital anthropology and is now working in the space industry. So congrats, Jane. That's super awesome. Uh, Jim Cantrell of Phantom Space and Chris Wade of Ethereal Geometry Arts. All those episodes are available from this last year, and we thank each and every one of those people for coming on and sharing their STEM origin story and you know their perspective. We have entrepreneurship. We have satellite technology. We have digital anthropology. We have you know Chris Wade's art and the way he looks at the world and his surreal space art. And then Jenna Bryant being on the venture side of things and investing in companies and growing companies and trying to make sure that the the private sector of space is also providing things that the entire space industry needs, part of that being the military, and making sure that we're making sure that the United States as a whole is growing all things vertically in space, and Abed Adventures is trying to make sure that those companies and these people and the military and everything in between works together to grow the industry, uh, things like GPS. I had a great time talking with Jenna and everybody else here, um, but we definitely want to have the folks at uh, Jordan and Jenna back here on the podcast soon, maybe together, and that would be great. But thank you, everybody who joined us for People of Science and shared their story of STEM. And you know, if from from all walks of life, wherever you come, if there's anyone here that is in STEM, passionate about STEM, and you think we should talk to them, let us know. Hit us up on. Uh, you know, tinyspacepodcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to speak to more people. We already have, we're already in the middle of planning stuff for uh, 2023 with folks, so looking forward to sharing more and talking to more people and hearing about where their passion started. So again, thank you, people of science class of 2022. Here comes 2023. So from 2022, we saw there were a few themes in space. The first one is that human space flight, the new era is here. And it's the moon era. We are now at a place where multiple missions, multiple technologies are going to be making human spaceflight possible on the moon's surface again, as well as building the next step for going to Mars and building things like the gateway and long-term duration in space. So this is the human spaceflight moon era, 
and there's a lot, a lot to be done. And there's going to be some other themes that we're going to talk about as things progress here. But in 2022, there is Artemis 1. There has been a lot of development on Starship. And iSpace just sent their lander to the moon. So the moon is the target for 2023 and beyond. And I can't believe that we live in this era where we actually have human-rated spacecraft going to the moon on a pretty routine basis. We also saw amazing technology demonstrations in space with James Webb Space Telescope, again, unfolding in space and then just deploying the highest quality images that we can get from space and learning so much more about the images like from Hubble and Kepler and all these other, like Chandra, all these other images of space that we're so used to, we're seeing another side of them in the infrared, but then at the same time, we're able to find so much more about the most ancient galaxies and the atmospheres of potential uh, habitable planets. Uh, we're just able to diagnose the sky in such a unique way. And then with DART, we literally sent a, an impactor spacecraft to the surface of an asteroid, and we were able, a, a, a dual set asteroid, uh, a binary, and we were able to see how the orbit changed of Didymos compared to its main couplet. And we were able to see that not only did it affect the speed to potentially show us that we can, you know, defend ourselves in an Armageddon-type scenario, but it overperformed, and it shows us that it, the physics applied do work extremely well, and if we had to, we could have a mission like this ready to launch. We've seen it succeed, so that's tremendous. We saw so much more dust and debris than probably we ever expected, and it was a great show visually to see here back on Earth, and so many people were taking uh, images from around the world. It was a, DART was a, a wonderful surprise for 2022, and it just shows so much hope that if we plan and, and we, we stick to the physics and we test, right, if we can demonstrate it, we're, we're not only going to potentially blow past our own expectations and show what's really possible, but it also opens us up to a whole other set of scenarios and solutions that we didn't have before. So those have been amazing to watch, and I, I can't wait to see what we're going to do in the future. We also saw, you know, with both James Webb Space Telescope and the Artemis mission finally starting off, uh, both of those were missions that were plagued by really long delays and development, and... It's really difficult to do. It's something we've talked about from the very beginning with NASA. You know, they are dependent on funding and the whim of politics and whether NASA gets used as a football uh, for each agency to showcase what they're doing. And we saw basically from this year what can happen if NASA's work and plan and mission can be mostly uninterrupted, what they can do, and if they're allowed to progress, what's possible. And they can achieve great things like DART, Artemis, and JWST. But we got lucky because for the last three back-to-back -back presidential administrations, that progress, that plan really wasn't interrupted. It was, it was allowed to continue. That made a big difference, which is something that, you know, at least in my era here uh, of, you know, 1990 and beyond, uh, the space shuttle at that point was around for a really long time, and you know, these new projects of post-shuttle, they took a very long time to even become an idea that could be funded, but multiple pro programs had been funded and 
canceled essentially. And Artemis and JWST and Dart, those survived. And those were able to really succeed because the people at NASA weren't pulled from one place to another trying to solve the next president's big show idea. So we're really lucky about that. We're also really lucky to have private space that's clearly here to stay. And, you know, with what SpaceX has done, they just launched the 61st mission of the year, which beats, I think it was Elon's estimates of how many rocket launches they want this year. And it proves the theory of reusability that it is not only possible, but it's also economical. I think, uh, well, we'll talk about 2023 here in a second here, but I think it's amazing to see the Space Coast so busy and the space industry so busy. And what does that mean for the future of space around the world and how countries and organizations approach going to space thanks to this proof of you know, reusability in rocket science, thanks to SpaceX and the Falcon 9 and companies like Rocket Lab with their Electron rocket. There's so much that's happening right now in the, in the land of reusability. And ah, even uh, New Shepard for Blue Origin has ha- had multiple launches this year. And New Glenn is being slowly put together by Blue Origin right now. And that's something to look forward to here in 2023. So those are the themes of 2022. So what is 2023 going to show us both in space and on the podcast? Well, first, commercial space growth. Commercial space growth had a huge year last year in so many different aspects, not just SpaceX, but across the industry, and I only expect that to grow. There's lots of Starship development and and testing coming up here in 2023. We just saw a video of one of the Raptor engines being gimbaled and moving around and, and running tests to see how it can move. Starship has to do a lot of wild thrust adjustments to get something that big and massive to slow down so that it not only lands safely, but that we can feel reliable, that humans are going to be able to go launch to the moon, come back, even Mars, and come back and shed all that energy in order to have a landing. So I love that they're testing that out and getting more data on how these rockets perform so that every subsequent test, we see progress and they're able to apply these other non-destructive tests to the final thing of sending humans. It's it's a fascinating approach, especially to see how much we're seeing from Boca Chica, Texas, and the Starbase in that development. So it's very, very cool. But more human spaceflight, right? There's going to be definitely some with NASA and the Crew Dragon going to the International Space Station and back. We're going to see probably another potential, well, Axiom, right, is going to be a private mission. It's flying on a Crew Dragon. That's going to be amazing. And of course, SpaceX is going to have Uh, the opportunity to do more next year, although I haven't heard of any confirmed uh, private missions, uh, even though I know that Polaris Dawn is in the middle of training. So I'm excited to see that potentially the launch in 2023, but at least their progress. You know, it's very cool to watch them train, and I love seeing posts of when they're able to post things, but I know uh, we will see much, much more once the mission happens. And Everything that's being documented right now comes out in, say, a Netflix documentary like they did for the Inspiration 4. So uh, that's amazing. Artificial intelligence is definitely a big theme for 2023, not only in space, but really everywhere. Things like chat GPT. There's a lot of different things. You know, uh, Lindsay, that uh, other program 
that's developing the AI art. I think it's a concept we have to dive into, and who knows, we may be making our own artificial intelligence here for the podcast. So we'll see if our mad scientist skills can help us do that, and and we'll see what happens. But artificial intelligence, I think, has a huge place both in the in the big buckets that we have here on the podcast, 3D printing and space. I think uh, they're going to apply a lot to uh, both those industries, but I think it's something we need to talk about so it doesn't become magic. Try and understand it and see how we can live with it and how we can help our lives out instead of always feeling like you're on the back end of it and it's being used against you. So uh, we will talk more about that to help reduce our fear and increase our understanding so that we can have better, more productive talks about the topic itself and obviously have some fun with it. There's three rockets that we're looking forward to more development in and, and possibly launches in 2023. There is the Vulcan rocket with ULA that just got its BE-4 engines from Blue Origin shipped to them. And very excited to see that. That's a brand new rocket, obviously nicknamed after our most favorite Vulcan, Leonard Nimoy. And that was actually voted on the internet. So that's a really cool rocket that's coming out. Blue Origin and their new Glenn rocket, their heavy rocket, supposed to be reusable, you know, using everything they've learned from New Shepard and scaling it up to New Glenn. That's going to be interesting. And Rocket Lab's Neutron, which is their real heavy lift, uh, or I should say, it's their orbital reusable rocket. Instead of tossing the first stage of the rocket, the entire thing, even the payload uh, and the fairings are, are one thing. So uh, very Starship-esque. So we're looking forward to that. Two big idea things, idea buckets that we're going to talk about, themes for 2023, are 3D printing in space and living in space. We're going to talk about where the technology is today, things that people are working on today that may provide a future for us soon, and and really ways that 3D printing could be useful in the future. And the same goes for living in space. What technology is being worked on? What are the challenges and some of the things that we know from Earth that are going to apply to places like the moon and elsewhere, and how can we uh, learn from that and predict possibly what might be possible? So we're excited to talk about that. You know, SpaceX continues to push the launch cadence further in 2023. There's going to be lots of infrastructure work and building up the capabilities to bring all the rockets back and recovered and do this you know, this has never been done before. 61 launches. Uh, that's potentially 61 recoveries. And that's a lot of action on the Cape. The Cape, Cape Canaveral was not built for this kind of in and out. And just because it's being done doesn't mean that it's being done at a scaled rate. And so there's a lot of things that this year has probably shown SpaceX that they now need to work on right? Things that they have to make better and increase the possibility that uh, they can do this more regularly and keep the cost down. Because, you know, if things start breaking down, if things start, you know, it's it's a it's a saltwater environment, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming in and out that those ports are being used more than they've ever been used, uh, especially from rocket uh, perspective. So uh, I expect a lot of progress from there in 2023. And I wish the SpaceX team to do it because uh, no one's ever done this before <laughs> at this rate uh, in, in the amount of a year. So uh, they plan to have even more launches for 2023. So it's going to be interesting. And while Artemis 1 was super exciting in 2022, we will not have an Artemis mission in 2023. But there will be a lot of work 
for NASA to prepare for Artemis 2, we may see the selection of the astronauts that are going to be aboard Artemis 2 in 2024. And we may get a glimpse at a starship that's going to be used at the human landing system and learn more about that procedure in Artemis 2 where they're going to test the docking that will eventually become the lander, the starship, to land on the moon. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what that test looks like and more of this partnership to get us to the moon. So again, no Artemis mission in 2023, but in 2024, Artemis 2 is slated to launch. It was about 18 months after the return of Artemis 1. So we're looking to see what we've learned from Artemis 1 in 2023 and all of the hardware development and planning that's going to go into the mission in 2024. All right. This part of the episode, we're going to talk about what I learned this year about making content and specifically around like space and science content. You know, in a world where things are moving towards the internet more and more, things are going to be digital and, you know, even a lot of colleges and, and just people learning things is moving to the internet. Talking about where we can learn and improve on from making content and making it in a way that doesn't diminish the science itself by oversimplifying it, but also gets people's attention, right? There's there's definitely a balance to be had there. So some of the things that I learned in 2022 about making content is that I have the time to make the content if I make the time for it and show up. And that that's a really, seems like a very simple thing, but it's definitely a lesson that was well-learned. And, you know, in 2022, knowing how much time I actually have was a big discovery. And I went through a process where now we've gone through multiple iterations where it's like, how much time do you actually have free? And then how much time do you think it's going to take to do those things that you want to do and basically orient it according to whatever time you have? Because what I did for a really long time was any moment that I thought I had free uh, or that I could help make free, I took advantage of. And it was really good in the early years to, to learn this craft of, of talking online and podcasting and being a science communicator and simplifying the complex aspects of space and science, but not overdoing it. It's a, and then making it interesting, right? That's a whole other, and contextual to the platform that I'm speaking or talking or you're listening on, right? So it's it's been a lot, and the mere fact of saying this is how much time I have, get after it, and learning a little bit more about probably how my brain works, some of the aspects of, uh, again, I'm not diagnosed by this, but uh, the the techniques have helped is, you know, ADHD, and, you know, there's, there's so many ideas that come out, and I used to get very anxious, and I still fight the the anxiety of, you know, hey, I have all these great ideas that I want to do, but I don't know if I have enough time or making the time for that stuff and prioritizing that, but then losing track of the other things that make me a human being, you know, that, that balance me out, that give me the fuel and energy to do these kinds of things and have good relationships. Like that's, that's the balance I have and, and knowing how much time was the first step and, you know, this next year I'm looking to prioritize that more and that's, you know, AG 3D printing lab, the, the, all the things that we're planning to do on that, and as well as the podcast and everything that we do online. So, uh, and that's all mixed again with spending time with the people I love, making sure that I can see friends and family and uh, keep in touch, 
and also go see people, right? Go make new connections, find new people. So it's got to be time for that. But it, it's a lesson that uh, kind of ties into the other thing that I learned this year about making content, which is that, you know, an empty desk is a creative desk. And I'm a very chaotic creator. Um, that's the, you know, short attention span, lots of ideas. So there's a lot of chaos around that, but I, I kind of like the chaos. So <laughs> I think like 75% organization, 25% chaos. And so a literal manifestation of that is my desk and my workspace and, you know, a big, a big thing that I have learned the lesson over and over again, but I'm really focused on making that happen as we get more serious, right? The thing I learned in 2022 was how much time I had. And then I realized throughout the year that that short attention span and, and the constant ideas, I wasn't finishing enough things and completing projects. And so then that clutter kind of built up and built up to the point where then I couldn't do things in the time that I had allotted myself. So the literal idea of keeping an empty desk to start at each day or to come back to each project, or if it is busy and it does have things on the surface, whether it's our desk here or our workbenches down in our lab, you know, having those ready to go when I'm ready to create and there's the time is a huge part of making that happen. And, you know, I just, I have lots of ideas and I love working on multiple things at, at a time. That work stacking that we've learned from SpaceX and, and a lot of the Elon Musk companies and just the iterative process itself, right? How businesses make progress, how anyone makes progress is being able to stack work and get more things done in less amount of time instead of the entire time it takes each thing and doing that. If, if you can find the balance of that work stacking method where you can do multiple things and progress multiple things in a day, it's a really powerful thing, but it is a double-edged sword. And the double-edged sword of that was that if you stack too much work, the stack ends up on your workspace. And without being able to move things off the workspace and through completion, it, it just makes it so that you can't do it. So the, the clutter from the chaos is okay, but I need to make sure that it doesn't stay and that we finish projects so that it doesn't become white noise visually and mentally to the point where I then am crippled by the clutter. You know, it's it's no, it's not helping myself or anyone. So taking time for that and making sure that we're completing things before jumping on a whole bunch of new plans, uh, especially if that workspace is already busy. So that's going to help me really feel better long-term. Maybe short-term it'll be stressful, and it's probably something I still need to work on, <laughs> but it is something that I am going to work on here in 2023, and uh, that kind of encompasses like this whole thing of 2022 and what we've learned about making content you know, thanks to a lot of the space influence creators on like TikTok and Instagram, really, really crushing it online. And, and they're really doing a great job of making things fit the attention span of the people that are on it, you know, making it interesting, keeping things speedy, but very sharp in, in the language and the meaning, you know, really defining that. I'm trying to find my own version of that now, even in just like promoting episodes, right? Like, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, think from from our end are you you know where are you getting notified that a new episode is up are you 
is there so much in the episode that it's actually better to have like a bite-sized version? Like, what are we listening to? What What's up next? Um, I think the clips have done that on YouTube really well. I think the shorts have promoted that really well on, uh, let's say, YouTube and the reels on the reels and the, and the TikToks. Like, all of those shorter form micro content versions of the thing that we're talking about is the gateway to get you in to sit down for a longer conversation, right? So uh, it's an interesting, it's a, it's a weird thing to talk about. <laughs> but it, it's very interesting to think about the kind of top level, how do we get the content in front of more people that are interested in this type of thing? So, or that could be interested in this type of thing. And I think we've done a good job on the social side of things, social media side of things to really promote, but uh, there's definitely more that can be done. So um, that's what I learned this year. So there is time. Make the time. Figure out how much and make the time for it. Make it so. Make sure that the desk, the creative desk, whatever that form is, whether it's the workbench, whether it's the 3D printing bench, or whether it's the podcast bench here, you know, keep it keep it empty and ready for the next the next creative task and keep the clutter down. Chaos is fine, but you have to start clean. So uh, I know there's a lot of alliteration there, but uh, it just kind of happened that way. <laughs> so uh, clutter from chaos is fine. Just make sure you have a blank slate to start from every time. And then the other thing is that rocket launches are awesome, and I want more of them, and I know you want more of them. So, you know, clearly covering the rocket launches and being there in person was a huge thing for you guys. And uh, believe me, I want to follow more of those. And there may even be a local rocket company that is here in our neck of the woods here in New England that we may be visiting more often. So one thing for the for 2023 and making content and maybe even if we can't go in person, just covering it live. I think there's a clear thirst for it from you guys. And I'm, I feel the power of the force within that uh, rocket launch coverage that you guys are looking for. So um, something I'm looking forward to in making content. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's lessons from 2022 for Today in Space podcast. So we'd love to know what you think, any kind of improvements you'd love to see from us here in 2023. And thanks for always listening and following along. We really appreciate it. So we just have to say again, thank you for everyone who's followed us, supported us, subscribed, liked, shared, told somebody else about this podcast, and supported us through HE3D Printing or any of our sponsors, Manscaped, uh, Estes Rockets. We really appreciate all your support. All the people of science that joined us, thank you so much. We have so much planned for 2023, and we can't wait to share that with you. Um, there's a lot that we can hope for here in 2023. Things have been definitely crazy the last few years, and I'm hoping we are moving more towards something more normal. Um, one can only hope. So the only way to make that happen is for us to work on ourselves, make ourselves better as human beings, the best version of ourselves that we can be at this time. You know, it is sub subjective to time and space. So, you know, readjusting those expectations of what you believe you could be in the future to where you are today and what you can become in the same day slash tomorrow and in, in the next year. Focus on the time period of what you have in front of you and get after it. Make it so, as the shirt says. Spread love and spread science. Thank you for joining us, 
and here's to an amazing 2023 and more progress in space and hopefully humanity. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Next year. Have a good one.